0: Well, good morning. We're going to go straight into reading from our passage today, which is from Luke 1, and we're going to start at verse 46. You can follow along on the screens. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. I want to talk to you today about responding to uncertainty. Last week, I was working from home, and I heard from the kitchen this huge roar and this crash. And I ran through to the kitchen, and I saw my husband, Ben, jittering down to the ground with this lamp smashed next to him and I was like Ben are you all right and he said I've been electrocuted (laughs) thank goodness as you will have seen from this morning he's absolutely fine although I do think his hair is slightly shot up a bit higher than normal but we were both a little bit shaken and it struck me that uncertainties are all around us at the moment And I don't know about you, but this Omicron variant has really started to mess with my hopes for Christmas Day. I have 26 people in my family and we haven't all been together since before the pandemic, but we're planning to be together on Christmas Day. And as I watch the news, I wonder if that's going to happen. Perhaps you have plans that now are feeling a little bit shaky. Maybe a week or so ago, you had... Holiday plans go into disarray as flights were cancelled. Perhaps you're waiting for medical test results and the doctors are looking into something and you're not sure what it's going to be. Maybe changes are happening for you at work at the moment and you don't know what the impact is going to be on your life. Perhaps your job is coming to an end and you have no idea what you'll be doing in a year's time. And add to that the news we heard last week that our very own Nikki and Pips are stepping down and we are now in a handover zone. I mean, what are we to do? What's the world coming to? How do we respond to change? How do we find our way through times of uncertainty? Well, Mary is the most amazing example to us on how we respond to uncertainty. Do you know, whilst preparing this talk, I have become completely in awe of Mary. She spent so much time with Jesus because she was the mother of Jesus. So she must have loved him, prayed for him, clothed him, fed him, cared for him. Do you know that Mary was present at every key moment in Jesus's life? She gave birth to him. She was with him throughout his life. She watched on as he was crucified. She took spices to his burial. She was a witness of his resurrection life. And the book of Acts tells us that she was present on the day of Pentecost when the spirit of Jesus was poured out. The Holy Spirit was poured out on all the people that were there. And the church was birthed. She was there. And you know, Peter, the disciple, has often been referred to as the founder of the church. But Mary has been referred to as the heart of the church. She points us to Jesus. Even as a teenager, she was filled with the Holy Spirit. Cardinal Raniero Cantilamesa, who is preacher to the papal household, wrote this amazing book, which I must commend to you, Mary, Mirror of the Church. And if you, don't have, um, if you are looking for something for your Christmas list, I really recommend this book. Um, he says this. He says... That Mary, that Mary was the most sublime example of a spirit-filled person. And she was the place of the manifestation of God's creative power. Because in her womb, God's creative work took place by his spirit. And he collaborated with her to bring himself, the King of Kings, into the world to save us. And Mary was in a very uncertain situation. These verses we have read are referred to as the Magnificat, the song Mary sings after the moment that the angel Gabriel has told her that she is going to have a baby, and that that baby is going to be the Son of God. She wasn't just to face disowning by her fiancé or her family's embarrassment. It goes much further. Mary would have been well aware that Jewish law demanded that if she was found to be pregnant before she was married, she could be brought to the door of her father's house. And Deuteronomy says, be stoned to death by the men of her city. She faced actual risk to life. And in that moment, with all of that uncertainty, she shows us three ways to respond to that uncertainty. The first thing is this, respond with rejoicing. Verse 46 says, My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Saviour. I'm comforted that she gets to a place of rejoicing in God gradually. When the angel first comes to her in the passage before and says to her that she's going to have a baby, her initial response is sort of measured incredulity. How can this be? She says, And then her next response develops to courageous acceptance. She says this, I am the Lord's servant. I am willing to do whatever he wants. What an amazing prayer to pray at times of uncertainty. I am the Lord's servant. I am willing to do whatever he wants. And then following this courageous acceptance, we see an uncontainable rejoicing. It bursts out of her. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, she says. But you know, this isn't just rejoicing, it's rejoicing in God. She takes the attention off herself and puts it onto Him, onto who He is, onto what He has done, in total trust and obedience and courage. After I had my first baby, I was plagued by anxiety. And it was a particular anxiety related to being sick. I had a sick bug or sort of food poisoning five times in three months while I was feeding my baby, my new baby, um, and getting used to being a mother. And I started having panic attacks that I wouldn't be able to cope. And I remember a day when my son was sick and um, thank goodness Ben was there because I I couldn't pick him up. And Ben came in and sort of, Saved the day and cleared everything up. But I walked to the door, I got in my car, and I drove to Asda in Clapham Junction. I got the biggest trolley I could find, and I filled it with cleaning products. And I came to the, the till, um, and um, I started putting these things on, and the woman just beat bleach, 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 cloths, flash wipes. You know, cleaning products, you know, all these cleaning products, more bleach. And the bill, would you believe, came to £60. Now that is a lot of bleach. And I handed my card over to the lady and it was declined. And I stood there just sobbing and sobbing my eyes out um, in the middle of Asda in Clapham Junction. Soon after, I was given a book called 1000 Gifts. And it's about developing habits of thankfulness and praise. And the book encourages you to write down every day things that you're grateful for, um, grateful to God for. And um, I started doing this. And and every day I would write down 10 things that I could thank God for. And they started as really simple things that I would notice. Um, And then they became things that I was grateful to God for, for what he'd done for me in my life. And then it was what he was doing in my life right then. And then... I, my anxiety went, from, went to gratitude and my gratitude turned to rejoicing in the Lord. Life is full of uncertainties. What is uncertain in your life right now? Perhaps you're tackling a financial uncertainty. Well, you can rejoice today because he has brought you to this place and he has provided for you thus far. Maybe you have uncertainty about a friendship or a relationship, somebody who's hurt you and you can't forgive them. Well, today you can rejoice in God because he has forgiven you and can give you that same strength to forgive others. Mary shows us that she could, and we can, rejoice in God, regardless of the situation. The second way Mary shows us how we can respond to uncertainty is to recognise the reversal. Mary shows us something about the way God works. His ways are often upside down to the way the world works. Even within this passage, she speaks of the way God exalts the humble. In other words, the depressed, the brokenhearted, or the cast down. Are you depressed or brokenhearted today? God can turn that situation around. And Mary contrasts this to the way the world is so drawn to power and success and strength. And and she says, he brings down princes, he scatters the proud and haughty, he sends the rich away with empty hands. Mary epitomizes this reversal in the way God works in her own life. Verse 48 says that from now on, all generations will call me blessed. This simple, poor, pregnant, teenage unwed girl faced the uncertainty of being disowned, and even death, and God turned it around. He reversed it and raised her up to be honored throughout the world over time, an example to us all through the generations. And God works these reversals in our own lives too. One of the lowest points of my life came a few years after the death of my father, he had died suddenly of a heart attack aged 42 when I was 13. And one day he was there full of life and love and fun. And the next day he was gone. And a few years after his death, I walked along the beach at a church holiday. And I just missed him desperately. And um, I missed the sort of love of a father, that huge, a huge hug to come and scoop me up and say, Martha, everything's going to be okay. And as I walked along the beach, my head was down, my hoodie was up and tears were streaming down my face. And I cried out to God, Lord, I know that you're my heavenly father, but I really miss having a real dad. And in that moment, I felt these huge, big, strong arms come around me. And I cried into this person's chest for a minute or two before looking up and seeing that it was a friend of mine's dad. And I just, he walked me along the beach and, and I talked to him and raged and cried and he just listened to me and I knew that God had sent me that person for that time to meet that, moment, to meet that need I had in that moment. And I want to say to you today that if you are feeling brokenhearted, cry out to the Lord in your heart because God knows what you need today. He knows your deepest heart cry and He longs for you to go to Him because He can turn it for good. Mary points us to how God works in the most upside down way. She thought that she would be dishonored, but in fact, She was greatly honoured and is called highly favoured throughout all generations. You may feel like you're going through a real trial right now and facing deep uncertainty. But God is with you. He is able to use the worst of circumstances and turn it for good. Mary wouldn't have understood what was going on or why this was happening. And you might not understand why your situation is happening to you, but God can reverse it. He can turn it around and bring about good through your situation. So respond with rejoicing. Recognise the reversal and rest in your redemption. Mary says, My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Saviour. Though Mary is called highly favoured, though she's completely remarkable, and she is and will be remembered throughout all generations. Even Mary knew she needed a saviour too. Mary ends her song singing, He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful, for he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary looks ahead with total certainty to what God will bring about through her son, the entire Old Testament hope for a saviour is about to be realised. Jesus is the fulfilment of the promise of mercy and redemption. There is a finality to what she says. He has helped. He has remembered. The promise is forever. Finally, the promised redeemer is here and in that redemption, you can have rest. It's like that feeling of peace and rest as your head hits the pillow after a long and busy season and it's over. That feeling of like, oh, I did it. It's done. Just that total relief. A few years ago, we were part of a church plant to Portsmouth. And when we lived there, we met this girl who um, her father had died when she was very young and she didn't know how he had died. And um her her mother had seen a sort of revolving door of different men and and life was chaotic and often quite scary. And we asked this girl to help us on a Sunday with our children. And she came and she sat with the children in their kids' groups. And then after a while, she said, oh, I might come into the service. So I was, definitely come in. Um, And she came and she sat. And as the worship started, I looked at her and I said, "Are, are you okay? And she just said, oh, I... I just feel something, something's happening to me. And I said, oh, do you want to leave? And she said, no, I feel like I'm gonna cry. And she said, I feel really like I'm loved, like I'm home, and it's such a relief. It may feel like we are all facing great uncertainties with COVID or with plans or relationships or dreams, but today you can know that Jesus came for you and me and he came to fulfil God's great promise that he loves you, he knows you completely and when you come to him, you will find eternal certainty and complete rest. Mary watched Jesus throughout his life, every high and every excruciating low and particularly the most excruciating of them all, when he hung, her son hung, nailed to a cross. And he gave his life for her and for you and for me. The model of faith and love and hope. Mary points us to Jesus. It's like she takes your hand today and she lifts up her finger and she points to her son, so that you can look at him, whatever uncertainty it is you face today, and you can still rejoice in God. You can know that he can reverse your situation, and you can receive his ultimate and eternal rest. In Jesus' name. Amen.